Yilfam, TulipTreeGardensCO.com. Have you guys gone to that website? Because you need to. Their CBD lines right now continue to evolve as this company continues to innovate some of the finest CBD blends out there right now. 1,650 milligrams of CBN? Huh? You having trouble going to sleep at night? Let's get some of that. Hey, you got some pain and inflammation? How about we go with a 5,000 milligram CBD blend, 2,500 milligrams of full spectrum CBD, and 2,500 milligrams of CBG, the mother cannabinoid? This is what we're talking about at Tulip Tree Gardens. I just spent the weekend out in Illinois with Rachel, Jesse, and the family. I've seen the whole operation. I've seen every aspect of it, and it is fantastic. TulipTreeGardenCO.com. Make sure you use the promo code ACME10 for 10% off on all their CBD and all their unique gifts online. Check them out. TulipTreeGardenCO.com. Support those that support the show. All right. Let's light this baby up. ACME Army Podcast. And yo, Top of the Morning fam, it was a uh, tough weekend for us all, but you know what? We're going uh, to get through this together. And you know what? The best way to get through this is to go check out TulipTreeGardenCO.com, Acme 10, get that 10% off and check out some of those great products, and jump over to Amazon Music, iTunes, get some Moon Boot Lover and PeterPrinceMusic.com. Now, do it. About that time. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, buddy. Tough week this week out there, Acme Army. It was... Hell of a game. I mean, there's no way you're going to walk away from that game and say, one fun to watch. What you might be going back, though, and feeling is like, man, we left a little bit on the field. And that's what makes losing that much more painful, Eric. So first things first, man. How you doing? Oh, heartbroken. The... uh... The uh, losing to the Vikings is always a gut punch, and then losing somebody like our uh, our, our dear friend, Mister <clears throat> Elton Jenkins. My God, choke those tears back, choke them back, buddy. Uh, I, you know, and I I feel so bad for the kid too because you know he's gonna now miss most of next year, which is a contract year for him. Hey, you know, maybe maybe that's. We got good for the Packers. You know, I don't know. I don't know but how it's that bad would for be him. good, but I'd love to hear that. Well, right I now. think he's discounted a little bit. You might look at signing something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, who's going to sign him uh, during ACL recovery? Nobody. Yeah, yeah, that's one. At aspect. least not. At least not for the compensation that he's due. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a tough one. You know, we've had a tough few weeks on our offensive line, let's be honest. And um, this one, though, this is a guy, Eric, that you've been talking about and riding his jock for I don't know how many months, just talking about he is the best player, Years, better, than, better than Bakhtiari. Years. Going out on some blasphemous rants, but it's just it's a kick in the gut right now because that versatility that we had on our offensive line right now, Eric, just kind of – goes away yeah you know what it's, it's it's beyond the offensive line it's the whole season and it's the whole team and every facet of it uh we've had this yeah i was starting to think and trying to be a smart ass you know the last time i felt this bad about a banged up injured team was about 2010 mm. and it seemed to work out well for them mm. hopefully we can catch lightning in a bottle again yeah it's but it's, it's gonna wood. be tough it's gonna be tough 
you know, it was a 31 to 34 loss. Everybody is or has voiced their negative opinions on Mason Crosby. About maybe it's time for him to go. Um, that three points, of course, you know, certainly would have helped us out. Well, and the six in Kansas City and a 13 to For so sure. Loss. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But you know what? The only opinion that matters is Matt LaFleur. Mm-hmm. And Mason Crosby's not going anywhere. Yeah. He's not going anywhere. You know, I'd like to just throw this in. I, I heard you on the our friends Packers Without Borders, and I've heard uh, a number of other people talking. Shout about out. This, this uh, yes, hello, uh, uh, Matt and Bruce. But, you know, with Bajorquez being left-handed, I just tried to imagine catching a snap. You know, he's got to do it backwards because Mason Crosby's right footed it'd be a different circumstance if he had a left footed kicker but I just thought about my unathletic uncoordinated body trying to catch something and and hold it with my weak finger I I think that would be so much harder now that being said um, it looked like a great snap and a great hold uh, on the miss Sunday you know hard to find fault with that well, true story, just to back you up there, Eric, you know, I had a pretty good injury on my right hand and uh, wrapped it up, had a splint on my fingers, and uh, I had to wipe my ass with my left hand for about four days. That's a lot more than people on the internets need to hear. Yeah, well, you know what? Shit's about to hit the fan, you know I mean? I got I, I got nothing to hide anymore, but... Uh, I, I I can't believe how uh, when you said that I went boy that makes a little more sense there too now uh, let's let's just be quite honest people that are left-handed have a resounding higher IQ than people that are right-handed they yeah, have they're devious a, they're de- they're, de- they're known for being devious <laughs> and and underhanded and conniving this is the stuff that apparently uh, I got it from the CDC so. You know. <laughs> But I, I think that, that that brings some validity to it. I just think that we've talked so much, Eric, about the special teams and how awful they are, and they're really awful. And they really are the, the point of our football team right now that is affecting games to the point that we're losing close games from it. Now, the optimist in me says this is going to get taken care of because we got leaders on our team. Mason Crosby, whether you like it or not, he's one of those leaders. And he's got you know QB1 in his back pocket and is always rooting for him. So... I can't think that a guy that did not miss a field goal last year has now 10 games into the next season turned into what's going to be a potential pro football Hall of Fame career, but a Packer pro football Hall of Fame player, Mason Crosby, I don't think in 10 games he lost everything that he's had to be cut and thrown on the streets and replaced by J.J. Molson. That's my opinion. Come at me. I, well, I, I agree with it. Uh, you know, however, at some point, you know, if he gets, you know, the Chuck Knobloch's, uh, you know, the, the yips, and, and it doesn't get better, at some point you have to do something. I don't think they're going to do anything now, and I don't think that it's right to necessarily do it now because he's dealt with uh, numerous breakdowns and protections. He's had bad snaps. He's had bad holds. He's had a number of other things. He's also missed some kicks where everything looked right. Well, you know, field goal kickers miss. You don't go perfect every year. Yeah. But you don't miss seven or eight either. Yeah. 
Yeah, we don't know what kind of yips he's dealing with, but uh, I'm, I'm going to knock know, on wood and, and hope that he gets that corrected. And and you know the other the other thing, if, you know, I'm not I'm not again I I I wouldn't be abandoning him at this point either. Uh, but it was a miracle that the one that he made, the 54, wasn't blocked. I mean that, and that was that wasn't a penetration issue. That was a kick that was so low. It was like he was thinking he was at Lambo, where you got to get you got to get that lower trajectory to get the distance uh, in the cold. But you know yeah. he's you know it's sunny and seventy in there, and boy that kick was low. Holy man, was that low! Yeah. Well, let's right. moving on. Let's uh, let, let's get into this offense because our offense, Eric. It's uh, if there has been one bigger hater uh, on the offensive scheme and the play calling from our head coach Matt Lafleur than Matt Larson. Uh, shout out to Packers without or beyond borders, um, without borders beyond Packers at Twitter. All he did was just annoy the shit out of me all day with his anti-hating everything Matt Lafleur had had done, and every Twitter post he put on there was, you know, run the ball more. And at the end of the game, I'm screaming, "Fucking run the ball more! Let's go run the ball more!" You know, for AJ Dillon. And I love you, Matt. You know I'm kidding. But for A.J. Dillon to get seven rushes in the first half, Eric, I mean, oh. what is going on? What's happening? Why do we abandon this? Um, you know, the only thing I can think of is that, that had we scored an opening touchdown to where the next score wasn't going to put us behind, I think maybe things might have been a little bit different, but it just didn't feel right. Um, our offense wasn't working very well in the, in the first quarter, and you get behind. And I think both Rogers and Lafleur are inclined to throw the ball when they're losing, regardless of its you know whether it's in the first quarter or not. Mm-hmm. I, I I tend to disagree. I think when you got somebody like AJ Dillon, that you ride him a little bit more than. Was it seven in the first half, 11 total? Runs? 11 carries total. You, you know what, though? What did he have? Four catches, five catches, six catches, something he had, like that. He had six catches for 44 yards. But you know what? They re- I, 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 think, I think what everybody's screaming about is give him 20 and six. Give the guy 25 touches in the game. Whatever combination you want to throw it together, give it to your running back. He's young and he's a beast, but you, you know, I think four times they ran the play that he busted for 50 last week against Seattle that uh, they just leak out screen to the left side, strong side. Um, he made it work every time. Uh, you know, those are kind of runs almost. Um, you're, uh, you're letting, you're getting him out moving forward against, you know, one man to beat before a linebacker. And um, he did pretty well. He's and I'll tell you the catch on the right sideline that high ball, mm. that's that's a catch that most running backs don't make. Yeah, that was a, you know that's full body extension reach catch with two hands. Um, you know the whole thing about him not being able to catch what a joke. Mm. All he does is catch. Yeah. Well, one of the things that we had talked about earlier on the show was uh, just Aaron Rodgers being the problem for this offense, missing a lot of throws. Um, Twenty three for thirty three. 385, 16.7 yards, four touchdowns, 148.4 rating. Um, we saw glimpses, Eric, of what we've been talking about and wanting to see. Yep. Now, let's just put it out there. Great 
day by MVS, but still 10 targets, four receptions. We saw the greatness of what we wanted to see from Aaron Rodgers on that. We also saw, you know, where he came up short. Yeah, did you see MVS uh, drop a ball? You know, he, he caught everything that was catchable thrown to him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he those, turned it into a, he turned it into 123 yards, 30.8 average, one touchdown. But, I mean, the, the long touchdown of 75 yards. Eric, to listen to that call, because I have Game Pass, and I'm in Philadelphia for all the listeners out there, and uh, I, I get to watch the game after on Game Pass uh, when they're not broadcast live. But I get to listen to the to the, the the radio feeds from the home and away radio announcers. And I used to live in Minneapolis, and PA and Dubay were on the radio. They were a riot, and he's the uh, Minneapolis uh, Minnesota Vikings announcer. I was live and recording when Brett Favre, as a Viking, threw that interception in New Orleans, and uh, it was just it was so glorious to hear the pain that this guy can feel. And uh, when that touchdown went, his deadpan and silence and Rodgers almost hit Russ. Oh, and it's a reception from MBS, and it uh, looks like he's gone for a touchdown. It was, uh, it was so great to hear just the, the wind get kicked out of PA's chest at that point but uh Devontae Adams again same thing same game that we always expect him to play you know yep but here's the where he so you know how sometimes we get Devontae with a lot of targets fewer receptions mm -hmm. that, that that's kind of where MVS was on those kind of throws because he was dialed in with Devontae eight targets seven receptions 115 two touchdowns yeah and you know the <clears throat> I would like to see more of the the type of uh, pass, uh, like like the uh, the seventy five yarder, where he he's he's breaking. You know, I think there were maybe th three in the first half of trying to hit that guy down. You know, at that point, you're 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 unless you're completely wide, you got to drop that over, which is a more difficult throw. And when you get him to where he's even, and then makes his break. He's gonna pull away. He, he's gonna be at least a step open on just about anybody. I just saw a piece, and I'm already I'll butcher this, but he his 75 yard touchdown was the fastest a player has been clocked in the NFL this year. It was at like 22.38, 22.38 miles per hour. Huh. Um, Jonathan Taylor, ex Badger, great segue into talking about Braylon Allen before we close the show. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor was 2205, and they're the only two players in the NFL mm. that have been clocked over 22 on a play this year. Well, see, here's the thing about MVS, though. On that slant, you know, when, well, like you said, on that break, when he's heading for that, you know, the, that, that flag route that we called it in high school, he's about a step and a half ahead of the, of, of the TB. And by the time the ball and the ball is out, by the time it's caught and he says, I have the ball secure, time to turn on the turbos, the separation he gains, it's incredible to watch. Um, you know, you're six, six yards away from your closest defender all of a sudden. Just amazing. You, you know, and, and Devontae Adams, by far, you know, maybe the most special route runner that, that I've ever seen. Um, what, what MBS brings to the table is an entirely different um, different skill set 
And you know, when, when he's doing that and he gets inside leverage, there's, he's going to be open guaranteed. Mm, yeah. You know, if he, if he gets the inside, you know, and, and if you or outside, if you're going to the sideline, mm-hmm. if he gets that, he's going to be open. I like that inside route though, because it, it gives Rogers a better, clearer view. And there's, there's a leading element more than yeah. a, than a, more than a, what, what do I want to say? A, a destination or a mark. Yeah. Um, and, and Rogers is so good at that. Mm-hmm. It's that, that, that fly pattern down the sideline is such a hard one to hit mm-hmm. if there's anybody close to you. Yeah. And when you get, when you, when you, you know, he knows where he's going, the D back doesn't. And that's a huge advantage, especially when you got feed, get the leverage and go. That's a play that works every time. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily like that, but it's an yeah. opportunity. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, you know, just from the way that this game turned out, I just think this, this was a second half, especially where I'm watching this game and I'm going, this is what it's like to have, you know, the, the feeling of a one, a number, a true number one in a, in a number two. You know, when you have a player that throws up 123 yards, you have a true number two just for that game. And then we had everybody with the injuries out. You know, you said with Lazard kind of taking that inline route and doing a little more stand-up Tunyon, right? He's out for this game. EQ comes in. Two great receptions, twenty-one point five yard average for you know forty-three yards. But you got to talk about your boy Josiah. Two catches, thirty-seven yards, and that touchdown, man. The motion. I mean, he he ran from one side of the field to the other through the back of the end zone on that scramble. It was awesome. You you know, if you got money, uh, put it on him to start scoring some touchdowns. Mm. Because that was a busted play. Mm-hmm. He read Rogers' breakout yeah. and he made himself available. That's what Aaron Rodgers looks for. That's, yeah. that's what he looks for in a guy. Yeah. Um, someone who knows what to do and he did it. And you know, to, to be rolling left and turn your body and dart throw a bullet like that, that's absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, my God, that you know, there wasn't much separation there. That no. ball had to be perfect, and it was a great throw and a great catch. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking for uh, some more from him. And also, you know, I uh, because I'm bored, I, I keep one uh, well, one ear plug in listening to our uh, friends' podcasts and stuff. And so, uh, shout out to uh, to Dale and Todd. But uh, Dale, these guys, I'm telling you, get off of EQ's Johnson. I mean, this is this is this is a budding big time contributor for us. We've liked him since he was drafted. Um, you know, he's made some mistakes. They all do. But that looked so pretty. The run looked pretty. And when that guy gets the ball in the open field, you know, all, three receptions, not a huge amount of yards, all three of them first downs. He's uh, yeah, no, two receptions, but but he um, oh, two receptions in the run. I'm sorry. Yeah. And, but the, yeah, the run, though, for 11 three touches, oh, it was, three it was, touches, three touches. So that's what you need on a team that, you know, everybody's productive, you know, because you look at the stat, you look at the, the targets and receptions outside of, of MVS. You know, and outside of one for Devante, everybody else, everybody that's targeted, it was just laser show a little bit, you know, real consistent. Well, it, and you got a kid who's six foot five and can fly, and he's your he's your fourth or fifth option. I mean, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's a luxury. Yeah. Um, let's talk about, you know, I, I don't want to even spend one second on their defense. I, uh, I Minnesota's defense, um, yeah. I'd like to talk about our defense and their offense because our defense, well, number one, let's just preface this whole game 
I'm not one of these guys. You guys know that you've listened to this show. I'm not one of these guys that sits here and bitches about the refs. Um, I, I just I I would just love it if I could get an Andy Herman, Peter Bukowski, Neg, or some guys kind of break down. Just give me um, Eli Berkowitz, man. G- give me a breakdown of what in the fuck do we expect defensive linemen to do? Rushing in there, and he throws that. But what is the cutting line for Kiki's penalty that eliminated the interception that we had? I'll tell you that one. That one I can do for you. Uh, had he not uh, done the helmet to helmet portion, it wouldn't have been a penalty. You can't touch a quarterback's helmet, particularly with your own helmet. You know, you just you just drag your fingers across a helmet, and it's a penalty. But if you hang, if you hammer him with your helmet, it's a flag every time. I, I did. Did Kirk Cousins fly to the ground on that one? No, but it didn't. It didn't have to. Uh, just you know, you saw you saw the collision of helmets. That's all. Yeah, the helmet, the helm, the helmets hit. I just didn't think the helmets hit. Uh, anyway, I'm not bitching about the refs. They saw what they saw. It just. This, it feels like the old Packer games, Eric, where we would get turnovers and then they would get taken away from us. <laughs> you know what uh, I mean? Yeah, and, and the penalties in this game were atrocious, man. They were just atrocious. It was hard to watch. You know, we, we've, we, we talk about having maybe the best duo of safeties uh, in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And had things gone a little bit better, that pair of dudes would have had six interceptions in the last two games. Right. Three by Amos in the last one and three by three by uh, Savage. Savage yesterday. And, and you know, and that's that's what kills you about the, the Kiki penalty. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the, that's the one he hangs on to. It's the one that there's the penalty to. You know, that, it's, that it's, it, if the If the quarterbacks cannot be touched in any way, you know, I, I understand the driving them to the ground. I understand the huge shoulder into it but i i don't know maybe i didn't watch the play enough maybe somebody can correct me out there well you see the two helmets smashed uh, you you, you see that but it was uh, and you can and if you're standing right fuck. there with the flag you're gonna hear that yeah anyway um, anyway listen kirk cousins is we talked about it to He's been a meme for so long, Eric. He's been a uh, he's been the poster child for overpaid, underperform. This year has been completely different. He's really lighting it up, and and it was no difference in this game. What he throws to Justin Jefferson gets caught. Bottom line, he's a talented thrower of the football, no doubt about it. He kind of reminds me of Jay Cutler in Denver. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Um, Jay Cutler's got a new podcast. I heard you listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I Cutty. Kirk Cousins looked looked good out there. What we did to Delvin Cook, man, come on now. I mean, people. Yeah. Oh, Great. Eighty six yards from Delvin Cook. Twenty was it? Twenty two carries. Yeah, twenty yeah, three point nine that. average all you're day gonna long. Take that all day, man. Oh man. Real happy with that. But, again, you get into that duo, and, and Adam Thielen came through uh, in one hell of a way as well. I mean, they catch balls, and Kirk yeah. Cousins throws a nice ball. You, you know, the thing that it's one of those, you know, what it could have, should have, crappy things to say. But there, And he, he did throw the ball very well. 
but he got so stinking lucky. Oh god. Or, or was or should maybe was lucky. Maybe he was just good enough oh. yesterday. But we were a half step off. Devontae we almost almost broke his body in half. Savage oh almost ripped him in half. Mm. Kiki had another one. Um goodness mm. gracious. Uh, and and yeah, we got to give a, a small little shout out for uh, scratching the uh, scratching the surface with Tipa Nalier. Yeah, Nalier. How do you get that out of GAL? <laughs> I have no idea, but you know what? A guy's got a right to have his name pronounced the way he mm-hmm. uh, pronounced. Depth, baby. We got depth. We have yeah. depth on this team. Brian Gutekunst is never going to get enough uh, credit from anybody that's listening to the podcast or anybody out there in Packer Nation because they have a predetermined attitude towards him. And all I see is this guy, especially in the last 18 months, turn it up, man. It's just been amazing. So. Yeah, you know, I, some something else just kind of occurred to me that I, I I felt was worth mentioning. You know, going all the way back, uh, I I can't say that I I recall Ron Wolf's sort of position, but pretty much the entirety of the Ted Thompson era, and and Brian Gutekunst so far have been, and that's we're talking about you know several different defenses. Mm-hmm. Um have just a uh, they undervalue or at least by their moves undervalue the inside linebacker position and now that we have one it's like boy you know a lot of things work really well if you've got a great inside linebacker yeah and so and he did but uh, but on, on, on the downside of that um campbell was you know played a decent game but boy chris barnes was where was the chris barnes we saw against kansas city mm-hmm. He wasn't well, I mean, there. yeah. Well, it was the it was the Delvin Cook play that one for nineteen in the fourth quarter that uh, you're going to remember about Chris Barnes. But hey, let's just erase this whole game from our head right now. We got uh, we we got to talk about Kevin King. I'm gonna let you take the stage on that one. I was a bit surprised that there wasn't more of a load share. Mm. Um, we didn't see uh, Mr. Douglas. Um, and that seemed to work pretty well, balanced out a little bit better against Seattle. Um, yeah, I don't know. He didn't play well uh, at all after playing pretty well for for a couple three games. Don't know what it was. <laughs> I heard Peter Bukowski <laughs> say it uh, about as funny as I've ever heard. But he said that Kevin King turns his hips. It's sort of like a pontoon boat. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, there, there's an element to that there. Um, yeah, that's a uh, that's a tough one there, Peter. Jeezy peasy. Well, and and you know, I mean, if it's have... a tri tune, that's a little more edgy. But you know, the, the, the two tuners got the 25 inches. Fuck, I can take a while. Uh, uh, and, and Stokes didn't have his best game, you know. And that, the, the thing about him. That, that that doesn't bother me but i but i wonder um is he he seems he seems you know and they've it was talked about ad nauseum i forget which game uh three weeks ago or a month ago where he was he, he was he was there but not locating the ball and and you saw a little bit more of that one on the on the jefferson touchdown and one other play where he's there i mean the dude is sticky mm. and and uh he, he's also being asked to play the number one cornerback and cover, uh, you know, who, who's better than Justin Jefferson in the NFL besides maybe our own Devontae Adams? Right Two now, entirely different say. Yeah. Um, 
goodness well, gracious. Well, you know, I, actually, I'm He's officially... I'm officially going to jump off the PA bandwagon because I don't know if you heard uh, after the game, Lafleur said something to PA about like a uh, don't uh, don't give too much credit to your boys for winning this game or something. And uh, PA went on a rant. Paul, Paul Allen. Allen, yeah, went on a rant uh, to close out the Vikings show from the field and gave Packers credit for the job we've done to do our injuries, but. That Justin Jefferson is going to be playing against Eric Stokes, and that since 2019 at LSU, Justin Jefferson has handed Stokes his dinner, man, every time. And that's what's going to happen for the next years. And he says he hopes the Packers don't win another game this season. <laughs> uh, he reminds me of is it Dan Barrario and who is the other? Yeah, yeah, idiot from the from the uh, Tribune. Yeah, I don't oh, know. God, what was his name? Longtime Minnesota guy. Sid Hartman. No, I actually didn't <laughs> like him. I did like him. Anyway, and let's get back into this, though, because real quick, one more thing we got to talk about is Kenny Clark. Kenny Clark is something that we have to talk more about we have to take a deep dive in we have to get some people that are educated on what the interior of the line does because what he had done to that new center for the minnesota vikings i he might need a little therapy all right he might need a little new technique work um because kenny clark dude is he's not in the headlines and all i do is see a guy that i'm so proud of that he's on our team destroy other guys you know, like you'll see uh, on, on movies that involve the military training, uh, they have those those deals where you have ropes that mm-hmm. are are with, with those weighted ropes. Yeah. No, no, no. They're just oh. just the, the rectangles. Yeah. Where you have to, and, and they do it in foot. There's they do a, a different version of it in football drills as well. But it's the going forward, getting mm-hmm. your legs oh, yeah. up and down. They need to get come up with one where those holes. So there's a gap or the ropes a lot thicker or something to, 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 to teach him because all he's doing now is tripping over dudes he blew up. He's got to be able to get <laughs> to keep going by putting a foot on either side of these big guys. But he, he's steady knocking <coughs> mothers out. Mm. Uh, goodness gracious, we're so lucky to have him. Uh, and just Smith also up. on the D line had a huge game. He did two sack or two tackles for loss. Yeah, sack, fumble, two sacks, yeah. two sacks. It was great. He, yeah. you know, we we see the depth. We're still in these games. Let's remain optimistic. Tough loss. We knew we were going to split with them. We talked about it. It's tough to sweep any of our division rivals if they're not named the Lions or Bears, right? But we're there. And we're regrouping, and we're optimistic, and uh, we're happy about the uh, the things that we saw, especially in the second half of that game. We like to see a little more run. But listen, Josiah DeGuara looks like he's ready to take in that step from Robert Tunyon, and uh, let's just hope the continued development of the relationship, the telepathy between Aaron Rodgers and MVS continues. First of all, a couple things I want to, I want to see that. I need to locate the Paul Allen thing. I would love to see that just for spite purposes. Uh, Matt Lafleur has now dropped all the way down to thirteen and two in the North. Uh, he's going to wind up sixteen and three, or, or excuse me, he's going to wind up sixteen and two 
with the uh, upcoming bear viking and and lion loss i uh, who cares what paul allen says he's a viking. <laughs> um, yes that's an uncomfortable silence you can swear you can swear if you want well yeah, listen uh hey uh oh one one last thing on on that on that defensive line thing um, I, because of this hunting thing, uh, haven't had a chance to rewatch the game. I probably won't till Thanksgiving. Um, but the one guy, and I kind of speed washed uh, the game, didn't sit down and watch every play uh, and the commercials. So I skipped through. The, the one thing I didn't see much of was a guy I was really kind of hoping was going to light it up, and that was Jonathan Garvin. Did and I maybe maybe I missed stuff that I'll catch on the on the rewatch at, at uh, no, you didn't real miss time. Okay. Yeah. He he assisted in a tackle. Um, no. Tipa. Now that's a different story. I I think uh, I think Tipa earned a, a few more snaps for the next game. That's how I'm feeling. You know, Braylon Allen showed up in Madison at 210 pounds. He's now 240. Mm. If we could get and and he also set Wisconsin weight room records as a 17 year old. Um, but if we could get Tipa on that same trajectory he's six foot five and he's fast um, but that you know it's it's hard to get around offensive tackles in the nfl at yeah. 230 pounds yeah it is it is well hey guys thanks for listening to us out there another fun episode another fun week not so great but listen there's a lot of things to be optimistic about we appreciate you guys listening to us out there on acme underscore army we're on twitter there i'm sorry and uh listening to us out there itunes spotify google podcast stitcher podbean everywhere that you can find us we're out there thanks for messaging us appreciate all the nice words from everybody out there and hey want to say thanks to bruce matt uh coach himley we had a lot of fun talking to the, those guys, and uh, not to mention J.J. Leahy. We have not had him on the podcast in quite a while, and it was great to see him on Saturday. So make sure you guys go out and check out that podcast, uh, Packers Without Borders. The roundtable was a lot of fun. And uh, with that, buddy, deer hunting season. Be safe out there. Take us out. Uh, we got to get uh, J.J. the scalpel Leahy. Because the dude is just steady cutting fat, <laughs> getting to the bone. Man. Love that guy. Um, <clears throat> big, big game this week. Uh, this is so important in determining uh, NFC seating, or at least it certainly could be. Uh, it's a big game, it's a home game, and then it's time to heal up and uh, hopefully uh, get some of our guns back. Uh, we certainly deserve it. We've had enough of ours holstered. Yeah. So, uh, everyone enjoy the rest of their week. A special happy Thanksgiving. Um, I hope you all get to spend some quality uh, time with the families, watch a little football, and have some fun. Gobble, gobble. Uh, celebrate, uh, celebrate it. Uh, one of the reasons why it's great to be an American, although there's certain things we're not going to talk about. So, with that, go back, go. And I'll tell you, I know it's not going to happen. But Keep your damn politics off this podcast, would you? Um, yeah. Here's a, I got a new one instead of a yeah, but uh, I'm thinking about it. It's really relevant now. Well, I get off on the lack of sanity. Fuck the earth. Running around the circles. Shoe got a spring hold on me. Never know when to quit.